today is my birthday for real one one two 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 today the tomorrow christian is 58 years old i was born in grace hospital on a sunday and my name is one of the apostles of the christ although i'm not him for your for another hint that apostle went to scotland or greece he talked to somebody and for that he was put on an x-shaped cross and he is the patron saint of one of those two countries i'm not sure which this is the tomorrow christian today 59 years ago a great president i think he was was shot in dallas texas president john f kennedy my son sent me a ten dollars tim hortons digital card i didn't even know there was such a thing possible and it said i love you my dad even though some people may make fun of you and some people will reject you i will always be there for you even my daughter who doesn't speak to me said happy birthday dad well i'm telling you that your heavenly father god our father and your heavenly messiah king jesus says the same thing i love you my son or i love you my daughter that's what jesus says to you and even though some people may make fun of you and some people may reject you i'll always be there for you and jesus says one day i will come to get you and you will always be with me together and this my friends is that chapter revelation 19 this is the second coming of our lord and savior jesus christ before i read it i want to read from acts it says the following in acts chapter 1 it says acts 1 verse 6 so when they had come together they asked him lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to israel he jesus christ said to them it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority do not have any part of any church that sets fixed dates for jesus to come a church set the parousia in 1914 wrong that church is wrong and another church that i know very intimately set october 22 1844 and when jesus did not come instead of apologizing for setting the date they created a false doctrine out of it and they fire ministers who do not believe in their doctrine of the sanctuary jesus says it is not for you know, to know times or seasons that the father has fixed only god and now jesus christ knows the exact date of his second coming verse 8 but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth verse 9 and when he had said these things as they were looking on he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight and while they were gazing into heaven as he went behold two men stood by them in white robes and said men of galilee why do you stand looking into heaven 
This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. He will come publicly, my friends. And Jesus has himself has said in Revelation 1 verses 7, Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. And he goes on to say, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus is the new covenant, the past, the present, and the future. Jesus is the tomorrow king. In 2 Thessalonians, it says the following. 2 Thessalonians 1. It says here, 2 Thessalonians 1, 7, And to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Same event, different scriptures. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13. This is what it says. The coming of the Lord, but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with the, him those who have fallen asleep. What do you mean God will bring? You mean will God will bring them from the earth to Jesus or God will bring them from heaven back to earth? For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. There is a question in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 17. Is the second coming of the Lord a public second coming or it's a pre-rapture? John Darby took one of the words, harpazio, which means to snatch away violently. And he created a doctrine, a hermeneutic that says this is not the second coming, but a pre-rapture, a pre-snatching away where God silently snatches away believers in a sort of a first wave. If that is your hermeneutic, I cannot disrespect you. If that is John Darby's thinking, I cannot disrespect it. I respectfully disagree. And I'll leave it at that. If it's all one event, then that event is in Revelation 19. Let's read it, my friends. Let's read it. Let's read it, the Word of God together, and the Holy Spirit will tell you what is truth or not. Revelation 19, after this I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great heaven, multitude in heaven. It says, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our Lord. For his judgments are true and just, for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. God has destroyed false religion and false churches, which is represented by a co corrupt woman. The true church of Christ is represented by a pure woman in Revelation 12. A false woman represents a false way of religion. The church that I came from had a false counterfeit prophet who was a woman, 
I am not bashing women because there are false counterfeit churches who have men who say that God is speaking to them and they have supplement truth. It is a lie. The church is the church of Jesus Christ and he alone is exalted, not somebody else exalting Jesus who is in turn exalted by his followers. Jesus Christ alone no other doctrines, no other person. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever. Smoke. She's been defeated. It's over. It's done. It's finished. There's 24 elders and the four living creatures. I forgot who the four living creatures are, but these four living creatures, they show up in Revelation and they seem to be in Ezekiel too. And there's 24 elders. Who are these 24 elders? Is it 12 Jewish and 12 Gentiles? Why is it 24? Why is it 12 times 2? Well, there were 12 tribes of Israel. There were 12 apostles. Is it possible that was 112 was for the Jewish people, 112 was for the Gentile people? I don't know, but it seems to me 24 represents these elders. Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Are these elders real people or is it just a metaphor? I'm not really sure. Maybe as we go backwards in time, backwards through Revelation, we'll figure it out. Verse 7, let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. It's marriage day. It's the wedding day. Revelation 19 is a wedding. The bridegroom, King Jesus our Lord, and God tabernacling in Jesus is coming for his true church, his bride. That's me, that's you, by the grace of God. Are you getting ready for that day? Are you getting ready? Because when that day happens, grace is over. You live perfectly because you'll never make a mistake ever again. Everything you're doing now is leading up to that point. Verse 8, it was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. Are you getting a new body? Are you getting a new covenant? Does the fine linen um, really mean your works? How you think? How your brain thinks? What is the software of your brain? Is the software of your brain rebellion and you? Or is the software of your, is your operating system the Holy Spirit inside of you? Jesus living in your mind. You now have a new operating system by being a Christian. The angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. These are the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, you must not do that. Even the angel who is bright said, do not worship me. Do not worship creatures. Do not worship animals. Do not worship other men. Do not worship an angel being who is full of power and light. He said, don't do that. Worship God. That's what he says. He says, worship God. Worship Jesus. Because God tabernacles in Jesus Christ 100%. Jesus is a man, but yet he's God in flesh. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is not a bunch of books written by counterfeit people who say they're speaking for God. The spirit of prophecy is the Holy Spirit speaking through the lips of Jesus Christ because God lives inside Jesus. 
the spirit of prophecy is the spirit of revelation and that is the spirit speaking through Jesus and speaking through the words of the Bible, not a bunch of books by a toxic narcissistic person who is a liar and a counterfeit. Verse 11, this is where it all hits the fan, my friends. Today, it hits the fan. Today is the marriage day of the bride and the bridegroom. Heaven opened and behold a white horse. The one sitting on it is called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Well, you go back to Isaiah, Isaiah 63. Let's fly to Isaiah 63. Let's fly, fly, fly to Isaiah 63. What does it say there? Isaiah 63, I'm there. 63, who is this who comes from Edom in crimson garments from Bozra? He who is splendid in his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength. It is I speaking in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red and your garments like his who treads in the winepress? Red, grapes, blood, red, crimson. I have trodden the winepress alone and from the peoples no one was with me. I trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath. Their lifeblood spattered on my garments and stained all my apparel. My friends, there is a marriage going on between the bridegroom and the bride, but someone else is also as well. And that person would also like to be married, but it's too late. It's too late. Grace is over. You've had all of this time to make up your mind which side you want to be on. Do you want to be married to the bridegroom or no? This is not the day to decide to be married to the bridegroom if you didn't want to in your life. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, verse 13, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. I am reading the Bible, the Word of God. I am reading about God, the Holy Spirit, who, who, who is the Word of God that created the world, that created the universe, and Jesus Christ is called the Word of God. He is the wisdom of God made flesh. Verse 14, the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron. That sword will go right over your head because you are a Christian, because you live in Christ and Christ lives in you. That sword will not touch you if you are in Jesus and if Jesus is your savior. What does it say in the Bible? In, let me see if I can find it. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Do you hear the drum beats now? For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing through the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Bible is the word of God. It's the judgment of God, the salvation of God, the standards of God. And you have that standard when you have Jesus as your savior. You're trusting in God, you're believing in Jesus, and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. God is tabernacling in you. We'll never be perfect, but we are being sanctified day by day. We are being prepared for the marriage supper of the Lamb.
Verse 16, on his robe and on his thigh, he is a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Someone said this is God, not Jesus. God, Jesus, it's all, this was one person on a horse. God doesn't really need to ride a horse, but he's living in King Jesus. Jesus Christ is coming out of that sky on a horse with the, as the commander of the armies of, of heaven, as the armies of eternity, the armies of immortality, the armies of God, our Father. Are you waiting? Are you there? Revelation 1.7 says, the earth will mourn him. The majority of people, when they see this coming out of the sky, will be afraid because they will realize that Jesus was true. He wasn't a lie. He wasn't just a good guy or a good guru. He wasn't a dead savior. He was a living God. And they won't be happy to see him because they didn't want him in their life. Do you want Jesus? God wants you. Uncle Sam wants you for America. God wants you for eternity. What say you? I saw an angel standing in the sun, and with a loud voice he called to all the birds that fly directly overhead, come gather for the great supper of God. Oh, what's for supper? People who don't love God. That's kind of scary. Wasn't there a movie by Alfred Hitchcock called The Birds? I think this is a worse movie than Alfred Hitchcock. What about that terrible Twilight Zone? Did you ever see that old episode of the Twilight Zone? People are marching up the gangplank to the UFO and um, they think they're going to be taken to a Nirvana or heaven. And the guy says, get out of there. Get out of there. Why? See this cookbook? The cookbook is for humans. You're on the menu. If you're saved, you're not on the menu. Am I scaring you? This is a scary chapter. This is a scary chapter. Hey, you know what? Trust in God. Believe in Jesus. Trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't be scared. When I read this, it's a little scary. It's not a joke. It's going to happen. This is going to happen. Tomorrow is going to happen. Revelation 19 is going to come to pass. It is headed towards us like an express train. To eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. No, not you, not the saved, not the redeemed of the ages. It won't touch you. It's the marriage supper of the lamb. It's the marriage supper of the bridegroom with the bride. You're part of the bride, not going to touch you. Swords going right over your head. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him. The enemy, the powers of earth, the powers of Satan, the powers of darkness, the powers of the creature, the powers of the temporal are aligned against the creator. Who do you think is going to win? You think the creature is going to win against the creator? Don't try to fight God. You can't win. Satan's not that tough, but they're aligned against God. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, false religion, false advertising, false ideas, counterfeit ideas, self-sufficient religion, works religion, religion that cannot justify you, 
cannot sanctify you, cannot cleanse you from sin. Religion that just tries to contain sin with good works and nice rituals and nice practices, however moral they may be, does not cure you of sin. That's all against God. And it says here, the false prophet who in its presence had done the signs by which he had deceived those who had received the mark of the beast in Revelation 13 and those who worshipped its image, these two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. That's horrible. That's really, what, where's this lake of fire? Is it just the beast just gets judged now? Is it a metaphor? Is there a real lake? You know, I've got some stuff here that's supposed to help with getting rid of chlorines and um, ammonia and nitrites. I got it from one of the fish companies. It's for Gerald, the aquarium for the betta fish. And it smells. I think there's like a trace of sulfur in this thing. It really stinks. I mean, I've got some other stuff that doesn't stink, but this stuff really smells. I just put a little bit into his water. That's what it takes. But whatever this stuff is, it must really work against chlorine and against, it must really detox ammonia. Because man, this stuff really smells like it can do some damage to something. But Gerald is swimming around and he's getting his colors back, so it must be working. Gerald is the Lazarus fish. All the people here, all the redeemed, the people who are dead, the people you love, the people that, whose funeral you went to and said, I'll see you again. I'll see you on resurrection morning. I'll see you on that great Sunday morning when Christ the Lord will, re will resurrect them from their graves in 1 Thessalonians 4.13. As I have said, 1 Thessalonians 4.13 could be a rapture and it's nothing to do with the second coming. I don't believe so. So I'm going to assume that it is. So those of you who don't believe me and think that it is the rapture, can we uh, disagree agreeably? Can we disagree in love? Is it okay if I have an opinion? I respect yours. Do you respect mine? That's what true Christian brothers do. We're not here to bash each other. We're here to build each other up. One guy in Twitter was like bashing people and I asked him, why are you saying these things? I might agree with you, but why are you saying we have to tell people the truth? No, we don't. We have to tell people in spirit and in truth. I have a shirt that my pastor, um, he didn't give it to me, but he preached about it. And he said, preach the gospel always and sometimes use words. Be the change you want to see in the world. You want to represent Jesus? show people Jesus. They don't care about your words. They care about your actions because your actions are way more powerful than your words. But remember something. If you want that sword in Revelation 19 to go over your head, you'd better live Jesus and be like a little Jesus. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. Remember, I'm speaking to myself too. Before you think I'm pointing the finger at you, there are three fingers pointing back at me, as my mother-in-law said. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are pointing back at me. I don't tell you what to do. I ask you to think about what you're doing. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what you are doing. I don't tell you what to say. I ask you to think about what you are saying. And the rest were slain by the sword that comes from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse and all the birds were gorged with their flesh. Who is the rest? Well, they're not believers. Don't be part of this subset. I don't know who these people are. I don't know how big this group is, but it's not a good end.
it's not a good end where you're invited to supper and you're the supper. I would like to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb where we sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and King Jesus, and God our Father, and we eat food like grapes, mashed potatoes, gravy, a little bit of wine, not too much. Remember, if you're going to heaven, you're not getting drunk. And you're laughing and joking and talking and clapping each other on the back because you will never die and you will never be separated. And Jesus is your king and he is real. And he died for you so you can live with God forever. Don't be this tiny little ugly subset in verse 21, and the rest were slain by the sword, by the sword that comes out of Jesus' mouth, by the man who is on the horse that came from the mouth of him who sits on the horse, and all the birds were gorged with their flesh. Doesn't sound very good, does it? I should end there, but I guess I have to hammer it home. That's what I got. A man got to do what a man got to do, and I got to do what I got to do. You got to know the word of God. You got to put the linkages together. Even if you don't know for sure. No, I don't know for sure. But it says in the last book, last chapter, last verse of Isaiah. And they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me, for their worm shall not die. An eternal worm? Like something from sand dunes? From the dunes? Like a big, a big worm that doesn't die, just grovels under the sand and eats dead people? Their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be in horbs to all flesh. Boy, Isaiah 66, 24. That kind of sounds a little familiar to Revelation 19, verse 21. A worm that doesn't die and something to do with fire. Don't worry, folks. It won't be you. Hold King Jesus' hand now, because God's got King Jesus and King Jesus has got you, you got nothing to worry about. Love, joy, peace, you're that. Take care.